On this episode of the podcast, we are talking about how to start creating. It's not as hard as you might think. Get your cup of joe ready. We have a lot to talk about. Hello and welcome back to Morning Cup of Joe podcast, a podcast geared toward helping you find the creator within and turn passion into purpose. Today we're talking about how to start as a creator by breaking down, starting out, niching down, and what gear to use. So with that being said, today we're joined by my co-host, Colin Heaney. Colin, could go ahead and, and introduce yourself, please. How's it going? My name is Colin Heaney, and I'm a high school dropout and a serial serial entre- entrepreneur. Colin, it is so great to have you, and I do want to say that, you know, this is a podcast and that I'm using to target creators, and you're not a creator, you're an entrepreneur, but I think what that'll offer is a really great business aspect to this side of creating because that's a big that's a big part of it absolutely and also the simplicity of creating uh you'll be here to help keep me humble sure sure i love it man so honestly this is i'm new at co-hosting i've had a couple guests on in the last few podcasts which is also new for me right so i mean we're really out of our comfort zone here (laughs) I'm, I'm, i'm loving it that's the best way to be um i mean if you stay inside of your comfort zone you're not going to excel as much at anything. I totally agree with that. And that's, I think that's, that's kind of what I wanted to tell you, the viewer was that, uh, you know, we've got two different aspects to two, two different sides of the coin here. And so that's, that's what we're trying out today with the co-host and with me. And I I think this is going to go really awesome. What about you, Colin? For sure. I'm super excited for this. So with that being said, I think we should dive right into the podcast. And before we do, I will say one more thing, and that that this is a uh, this is a this is a repivot of the podcast. In the past, there wasn't really a technical niche. You know, there was business and entrepreneurship and motivation and stuff like that. But now we're really niching down to help you learn how to create and kind of unlock the creator within. And so, like I said, let let's just get right into it. Let's let's talk about starting out. You know, what do you have to say about that? So starting out is hard for anybody. Um, When I started out, I mean, I was completely lost and I was trying everything I possibly could. In fact, I tried too many things at once and that held me back a lot. Um, I I was trying out e-com, I was trying out uh, trading, I was trying out um, Shopify, Amazon, uh, selling just uh, shoes and everything. So... I, I would say to anybody starting out, uh, pick one to two things max and focus in on those. So for us, right, we're creators, and I will say that usually those one to two things are photography and videography. A lot of the times they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, for me personally, uh, I do both videography and photography full time, and the podcast is kind of just, uh, it's it's a passion that I have and something I'm trying to build up, but uh I really focus, I've got kind of three things I focus on right now, and that's my photography on Instagram, my filmmaking on YouTube, and my podcasting here. Those are my three biggest focuses, right? Yep. And uh, I, re- I mean, sometimes the lines blur, obviously. Yeah, here, you get to hear me talk. You get to hear my thoughts and opinions. Uh, you know, that'll blur into YouTube as I, I talk about different topics and videos. And, uh, you know, Instagram, 
and uh, YouTube blur whenever I post videos on both. And so the lines blur a little bit, but I like to have those clear, concise kind of areas, a playground, if you will, in which I can practice my craft. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Absolutely. And I mean, photography is a huge niche. There's so many new types of it. Um, it's a wide, wide range of a niche. And then videography is a whole monster inside of itself. So, um, I mean, I don't have as many, um, as many friends or experience at all in any of them, but I would say to anybody, if you get really, really awesome at one, then you can monetize that super easily. So I will say this, right, as we're talking about starting out, and this is with anything, as Colin said, starting out is so hard. It's one of the toughest things you can do. Honestly, at every level of my career, starting out, um, building my abilities, and me currently, when in doubt, action has always been the way out, right? So when starting out, go out, do something, practice, right? And I'll, one thing I'll follow that up with is figure out the basics because once you master the basics you really start to build a really great foundation and i mean if, if you look at professional boxers if you look at mma if you look at professional cyclists if you look at everything right they learn to master the basics and then most of the times they learn to master one or two things rather than the entire sport and then they just become dominant in those one or two things yeah absolutely like f for me um I hated starting and I think everybody does because like when you start something, you suck and you're absolutely horrible at it. And then you play the comparison game, right? So if you're starting to play piano, you compare yourself to either the church pianist or the jazz pianist or the classical pianist. That's absolutely amazing. And then you want to get there as fast as possible, but I used that as motivation to keep on going every day. And even if you get 1% uh, better every single day, times that by 365, you are 365% uh, better in one year. Well, I mean, like I say on this podcast, like I say on my YouTube videos, and like I say, a personal mantra of mine is 1% better every time. And that's the mm -hmm. same exact reason. You just described that. Yep. Um, and what I'll say this is, with Instagram, right? Instagram's been around for years. There's yeah. been photographers that have been on that platform since it started. And the biggest thing with creating, right? So many people are amazing at it. And so many people are really good at their transitions. They've been doing it for years. And so starting out now can be tough, especially because, I mean, me personally, I got my start four years ago. Mm -hmm. And if I were to go back, I could build up my skills a lot quicker. But when I started out, I, I started out doing food challenges, and then I did vlogs, and then I wanted to make my vlogs more interesting, which led to the cinematics, which led to you know the composition, and right. which led me to where I am now. So I could have done it faster, but um, to kind of finish up that idea, starting out here is tough because I mean you start out and what are you going to do? The first thing, you, <laughs> first thing you do when you get on Instagram, you're going to follow Peter McKinnon and Sam Calder yeah. and these absolute beasts that are the best in the craft. And then every time you post a video, you're going to get super pumped about it until you see somebody else's um, until you see somebody else's video or until it only gets about ten views. Yeah. Um, something I try and tell people is to not compare yourself to anybody because. Like a huge thing for me is uh, 
creating the best version of you. And that is something I thrive off of. Um, I do not want to be like anybody else. I want people to know me for me. And I think if a lot of people lived through that uh, perspective, everybody would be much happier with themselves. And the other thing is, is like, especially starting out in anything, most of the time you get overwhelmed because you don't want to put yourself in this box. For when sure. You're doing a photography gig or doing, or, or when you're starting out in photography, videography, there's so many niches. There's portrait, there's landscape, there's nature, there's, you know, all sorts of stuff. And out of those, you know, what type of portrait do you want to do? Do you want to do, I mean, there's just, there's just so much to kind of figure out. And so my biggest, my biggest recommendation when you start out because it's going to probably be a couple of years uh at least a year if not two before you can monetize it right yeah so you start out as a hobbyist and you build these skills and then you slowly work your way up right you do the free work when you can and then maybe you charge 250 bucks when you get things going but that's that's farther down the line um but what i kind of want to talk about is when you're starting out uh, a lot of people say niche down but i honestly think like when you're starting out like Obviously, the views aren't going to matter. The subscribers aren't going to matter. Yeah. And I know it's so easy to get, to get caught up and like, 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 it's so easy to want that. But just know that right now you can do whatever you want. You can try and fail on so many projects. You can make the worst videos, right? And that there's so much freedom to that. And so what I'll say is start wide, right? Because a lot of the times people don't know what they want to do because they haven't done enough things. And then, then you narrow down, right? If you're doing portraits, product photography, landscape, nature, and you're like, man, you know, I don't really like taking pictures of nature outside. Then now guess what? Now you're doing products and portraits and you slowly niche down into the things that you're truly passionate about rather than just picking something off the top of your head that you think sounds cool. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, I support everybody who wants to try out everything. I completely support it and I completely understand it because if you just set your mind to one thing, then what happens when you see somebody else uh, doing something and thriving in something that you might absolutely love as well? So if I wanted to play on a basketball team and then play uh, point guard the entire time and if I never tried playing... um, like any defense or anything like that, then I'm honestly cutting myself short. It's kind of like a photographer that only takes uh, portrait shots and has no idea how to take any landscape shots. I would compare it to that, but I believe everybody should absolutely try every single thing in their mind just so they can say that they've tried it and if they don't like it, then they've already tried it and they know that. So what you're saying is just so there's no doubts or no regrets, right? Exactly. Yeah, I get that 100%. Mm -hmm. And I want to say that, I mean, the biggest thing you should do is you should really round yourself out as a photographer before you attack something professionally, right? Mm -hmm. Because for for whatever reason, right, when you're booking gigs, especially in the beginning, you kind of book whatever comes. And so if you've put yourself in the box of only doing portrait like photography, right? And you don't know anything else and you're booking gigs in the beginning, right? You could be losing out on thousands of dollars potentially. Like say there's, there's 50 gigs, right? But only five of them are portrait. Mm -hmm. Now you've just, 
you've just kind of unchecked the box on the other 45 gigs. Yeah. Right? And I mean, same goes with photography and videography. Even if videography isn't your thing, it's still nice to know so that you can you can start a basic YouTube channel, right? To kind of talk about your photography and kind of showcase people and teach people. So having having those skills kind of work back and forth, it doesn't mean you have to be a master at it, but just, again, knowing the basics, that... that like I said, that that'll pay dividends. Of course, of course. Like in that scenario, even like w- weddings and concerts and everything in that range is uh, portrait and also landscape as well. So it's amazing to um, diversify everything that you pos- possibly can. Um, even in my niche as like um, a consultant or um, uh, trading. I mean, I can do anything and everything. Um, it's a matter of just uh, putting your mind and a ton of time into it. Agreed. I mean, that's what it's going to take. It's going to take a ton of time. Like I said, you're probably, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to doubt you here, right? But we're going to finish up with this idea. You're probably not going to be able to monetize that for a year, uh, two years, because it does take a, a while to get good. And that's if you're diving head first into this for the full year, because you're not going to have the money to get all the gear that you need per se, right? And you and then comes the uh, the fact that you have to do what you can with what you have. If you have to run everything off of a cell phone, then you run everything off of a cell phone and you upgrade when you can, right? And I mean, it's hard. Like, like personally, I've put every penny that I've I've made, uh, in, in, whether I was in the Marine Corps, whether I got out and I was working side jobs on top of my photography videography. All my money has went into travel, has went into gear, and has went into just just bettering myself. And that, that's how it goes when you dive headfirst into a passion. But let's say you're doing this, right? You get started, you're going out, and you get to a point where now you're, you're starting to learn the basics. And you're, you're wanting to branch out into more, right? Now we got to start talking about niching down, right? So like I said, my biggest, my biggest piece of advice is start bigs. Try things out and funnel down into something and be known as that person, you know, that that man or woman that does blank portraits, landscapes, podcasts, filmmaking, you know, be that guy, that go to person that everybody knows. They're like, oh, man, you know, so and so has the best portraits on Instagram. Yeah, of course. And I mean, as you start niching down, I think a lot of uh, fear comes in because I mean, that's when people know, like, all right, this is exactly what I need to do. But then after you actually know that is when you need to start investing into yourself heavily, whether it's marketing or equipment or knowledge or um, online education. I mean, all of that comes with reaching another level. And I think I, I think people either top out there or level up as soon as they find that. And honestly, for me, when I was starting to niche down, which I've done now, this this whole podcast episode is a repivot episode, and I've just repivoted and re-niched my Instagram, my YouTube, but it's important to niche down, right? And it's hard because it can feel like you're losing an entire audience, right? And starting out, the biggest mistake that I made starting out was I tried to make content for everybody, but then you're you're, you're like a puppet, right? People are pulling your strings. You, you make things... Uh, depending on what somebody else thinks, right? Depending on the comments, you, your your craft 
changes to them. And the whole point of being a photographer, videographer, is so that you can find your own style. You have to figure out what makes you you, what makes it unique, right? Mozart didn't play the piano like everybody else. He did it like himself. Like, like he composed music the way he felt like he should, and... He let he he was a model for so many people, right? And so niching down the biggest thing, like, like I said, you you feel like you're losing out on that audience, but what you have to realize is there are billions of people on this earth. There are so many people, and and the fact is, there's millions of people that are into every one of those niches. If you look at the hashtags on Instagram, the amount of people that post, you know, hashtag portrait photography, hashtag hashtag landscape hashtag nature hashtag whatever your niche is there is there is a viewership for it there is a target audience for it and when you niche down like that especially when you're smaller like that you start to pick up momentum you start to get those followers going you start to get those subscribers right and you start at 100 you get to a thousand and hopefully you get to your first million and then after that you can kind of either re-pivot or start breaking out into other things because let's be honest when when you're niching down the whole reason is to create a community right and once that community is created and you're getting an adequate amount of views an adequate amount of whatever whatever your goal is you can get to the point where now you're making content for hopefully yourself still but now you're making it for the people that follow you rather than trying to you know gather a new audience now and then and then when you do stuff like that it's really authentic and that's the biggest part of being a creator is having that genuine you know that genuine attitude toward it like actually caring being as genuine and as authentic as you can yeah for sure so once you hit that new level that's when people really need to start like uh, branding, right? So you're going to reach a new level and then you have to separate yourself from the uh, common denominator of where everybody else at your level is at. So say you're a photographer and you're doing lifestyle videos and uh, content, right? So you need to find something that nobody else is actually doing and then market that so you have your own audience, your own uh, fan base, and that's what makes you you. So that's where investing heavily comes in. Um, and like from my personal ex experience, I networked every single day. Um, I always took risks uh, investing into new people or just uh, talking to people out of my league. That's a huge uh, part of just uh, finding new connections, a new network, and even new partners as well. Um, so for the people out there that are afraid to just uh, take new risks or leaps, um, I would definitely say invest into your brand and also network. As you niche down, as you invest in your brand, as you network, that's when you're able to start monetizing things, right? Yep. But I don't want to. I don't want to really get to there yet because we're we're just talking about how to start out, right? Right. And so now that we've covered, you know, starting out and niching down, let's talk about the gear because the gear is a big thing uh, for people. A lot of people think that you know. I, I don't know why, but a lot of people think that gear matters more than skill, more than practice, more than everything else. They hold gear way like near and dear to their heart. And the, the fact is, right, starting out right now, even if you've got the Sony G or A7 III, 
with the uh, G Master lenses, you aren't going to be making film productions, right? Just because you have a Sony a7 III and professional lenses doesn't mean you're going to be making videos like Sam Colder. It doesn't matter how much a lens costs. It's not going to be able to do a transition for you unless you know how to do that transition. There's no plug-in for a lens that allows Adobe Premiere to edit your footage for you. So I will say that at a certain extent, the gear doesn't matter, right? You, you have to figure out a way to do what you can with what you have. If all you have is an iPhone, right, and you're a videographer or even a photographer, iPhones have slow-mo on them. iPhones have time lapses. iPhone has 4K, uh, 4K camera on the back of the, uh, the iPhone screen at 30 frames per second and full HD on the front camera. And that's the iPhone. I, use the, uh, I, I, have, a wet, I have an iPhone XR right now, right, that's got cracks on it, that's been worn down, that is actually – it used to be somebody else's phone that they gave to me to play around with, right? And now I, I've, I've taken photos and videos on there that have honestly blown my own mind. And I do have DSLR gear. I do have lenses. I do have other stuff, right? But sometimes for me, keep staying humble like that is realizing that gear doesn't necessarily matter. Don't hold yourself back just because you don't have $10,000 to dump into camera and lenses. For sure. So let me ask you something. Why should people wait to buy a camera or why should people invest in a camera when they have an iPhone? Honestly, I think that as you're able to invest, you should invest. It is a good investment, right? Because at a certain point, right, uh, I will say this, the iPhone, there's only so much you can do comparatively speaking to like a camera. I like personally being able to switch my lenses and yeah you have different viewing modes in the iPhone but it's not the same having like having full control over your camera your aperture your field of view your shutter speed all that is very important to me being able to have an actual camera body that can do certain things the iPhone can't really matters to me being able to have that low light control being able to take a memory card out of a physical body and have it separate from my text messages having you know, a hard drive and having something on my computer that doesn't mold together with all my Instagram stories. All that is very important to me. But at the very, at the very same core of everything, right? If you're starting out with an iPhone, you're not worried about shutter speed. You're not worried about aperture. You're not worried about any of that because you're just starting out. So as you're learning, right? As, as you get better, the gear you use gets better. And that's why you know, you upgrade and you kind of grow into this gear. So the biggest thing for me, my first camera that I officially bought other than the camcorder I started off YouTube with was a Canon 70D. And four years later, three years later, three, maybe, yeah, about three years later, I'm still using that same camera with the same kit level lenses and a couple of primes. I've got a 50 millimeter and a 24 millimeter prime lens. Nothing crazy. I've probably spent, uh, I don't know, Less than less than a thousand dollars between five hundred and a thousand dollars on lenses that I that didn't come with a camera. So I haven't I haven't went all in on lenses yet. I'm about to buy a Sony A7 III. I'm about to get new lenses. I'm about to go off that end of the pool, and I'm super excited for it. But it's also nerve wracking because what happens when you get all this gear and realize you could have done the same thing with what you had? But that's a whole nother topic for another day. I will say this: when I bought that Canon 70D. It felt like a spaceship to me. It felt like I'd gotten to somebody's, somebody else's shower and tried to turn on the hot water. It was, it was nuts. And what was great about that camera is because of that, 
I wanted to attack every piece of that camera and learn how to use it inside and out. And now I've gotten to a point where I've grown into that camera and now the functions of that camera limit me as a creator in some way, right? I'm not able to get that slow motion that I want because it doesn't do 120 frames a second. It only does 30 frames a second in 1080p. I don't get the option of 4K because it doesn't have that capability. I don't get the option of, you know, being able to have a lower aperture because the lenses are the lowest lens I have is an f2.8. So I've gotten to the point where I've kind of maxed out my camera's capabilities. And whenever you do that, I feel like that's when you should upgrade. Awesome. So for all of our young, possibly scared listeners, when should they take the next step and invest into... Um, a nicer camera or a nicer lens because I get a lot of people asking me like I've got to wait until I've got a certain clientele to upgrade but I feel like if they upgraded prior to clients coming to them they might draw in more clientele with um, showing off nicer uh, content or pictures or um, videos Let's be honest, right? If you've got an iPhone XR and you're going to a big-time company and you're trying to talk to them about being a videographer, they're going to laugh you off the block. Like, if they're hiring a videographer, they don't want someone coming with an iPhone and some moment lenses. Those those, those things are great, right? Especially, like, I've, I've used this iPhone for certain things when I don't have my camera or I've used a vlogging camera to take pictures when I don't have my DSLR, right? And you do what you can to with what you have that's the biggest thing i'll say um i've, I've taken some great photos with the gopro because i was underwater right you do what you can with what you have but at the same time once you start getting stagnant once you start getting a certain routine and every video kind of molds into the next right once you get really comfortable with your camera and once you feel like you've stopped leveling up and you've stopped really growing and you're just kind of doing the same thing over and over that's when you should be investing right and hopefully it Hopefully that goes hand in hand with when you've saved up enough money. So the biggest goal with that is to obviously like a lot of people I know want to make money creating. So they work really hard at their side job or their main job because the, anyways, they work really hard at their corporate job, their nine to five to save up enough money for that gear and slowly level it up. Right. And so they save up that first thousand dollars and get a Canon M50 and then they save up another $500 and get a lens and they save up another $500 and get a mic and you know they continue that going until they get something where they can go to clients and have people take them more seriously and have a lot of control over the videography so that's that's how when i feel like you should you should really upgrade is when like i said you've maxed out the capabilities of your camera right if you're using your iphone and you're using all these tiktok transitions and you've got adobe rush on there and you're sitting there you're like man i feel like i know this iphone inside and out boom get like something you know something like a step up whether it's going to be a, a sony a7 III, whether it's going to be a canon m50 whatever whatever camera you research and is the best fit for you Upgrade to that, grow into that, upgrade to the next, grow into that, and keep that going, right? And as your skills build, so does your gear in that sense. And then as those two things grow, right, so does your business. Because I'll tell you what, if you're the best at something, the money will come. If you're the best professional speaker, you can get $100,000 or more per speaking engagement. If you're the best artist, right, you'll get paid to 
paint buildings for a living. Like there's there's this hotel right in front of uh, right in front of me out the window with a giant whale mural on it. If you're the best at making phones, then guess what? You're gonna sell iPhones all the time, or not iPhones, but you'll sell phones. You know, if you're or if you're the, whatever it is, the point is, if you're the best at something, money will come. A hundred percent. I totally agree with that. Um, so let's move on to something else. What mistakes have you made that you can tell others not to make or possibly um, learn from? Honestly, I will say this. The mistakes I've made have been far and – or they've been uh, – there's been so many. That's the whole point of this. There has been so many mistakes I've made, and you're going to make a bunch of mistakes. And the whole the whole, whole thing I'll say, the biggest piece of advice I have about mistakes, right, because let's be honest, we could do a, an entire podcast episode on mistakes alone, <laughs> is learn from them, right? Yeah. Let those mistakes happen one time. If you record an entire mo- podcast and realize that one of the mics wasn't even turned on, you know, don't let that happen again. It's those stupid things that happen all the time. Because, let, like, let, let me be honest with you for a second. The mistakes I make, it, like, whenever I'm on a gig, whenever I'm doing anything, right, aren't usually the big mistakes. It's always the little things. And those little things really add up. And I will say this as well. Like, you'll make those big mistakes sometimes, but a lot of the times if you learn from them, they'll never happen again, right? Like, there was a time where... I went to shoot something. I forgot a memory card. There's a time where I went to shoot something. I forgot a, a, an extra battery, and I ran out of battery. And those those mistakes really serve as life lessons, which goes back to as your as your skills get better, as your gear gets better, so does your business, right? Because I'll tell you what, the people that work for Apple, the people that work for all these big-name companies aren't making those little mistakes. Uh, and on the other side of things, I mean, there's always going to be mistakes, but you have to push through them because 60% of being crea- a creator, however much, like a lot of being a creator is learning how to troubleshoot through the gear. So specific mistakes, I'll give you three common mistakes. The first common mistake that I've made was overvaluing the gear that I use, Right. A gear is a tool in your tool belt, right? And I'll tell you what, there are some nice hammers out there. I'm, I'm sure there's a hammer that costs $1,000, but there's also that $25 hammer that can that can hammer in a nail just as good in, in a pinch, right? And I, I just, let, let, I'm trying to figure out, I'm, I, I'm trying to figure out how to uh, word this. Uh, you don't need a red cinema camera if you're working for small businesses, right? That Canon M50 will do just fine. That Canon M50 is like a $700 camera. That red camera is like a $40,000 camera. And so what I'm trying to say is, again, it goes back to the do what you can with what you have. If you're starting out, right, it's perfectly fine to use Windows Movie Maker, a free editing software. It's perfectly fine to buy that Canon M50, that $700 camera, or a Canon G7X for about $500. And it's it's perfectly fine to get these low-level items and use them for years down the road uh, rather than then invest into something that you can't bounce you can't bounce back from right if you're getting a $10,000 camera or anything crazy and you go bankrupt because of it it does you no good right and so what i will say is the biggest mistake is don't overvalue the gear because the gear doesn't make you as a photographer your basic skills do go on youtube and type in a photography challenge where 
you know, people, I don't know, I don't know what exactly called, but I've seen photographers use, you know, two, three, four hundred dollar cameras and they own five thousand, eight thousand, ten thousand dollar cameras and they go out and they surprise themselves with how good their photos are because they're using the same basic skills, right? And yes, it's a little harder, but they're able to do the same type of thing with those little cameras. So that's that's that that's number one. Uh, number two, I'll say this, be consistent, right? It's a lot better. One of the mistakes I made was the fact that I, I would put together a video and immediately right then I'd put it out, right? It could be midnight on a Monday and I'd put it out instead of uploading on a consistent day of the week when my audience is actually listening, right? Or watching, whatever else. And so when you upload at midnight on a Monday, everyone's asleep because they work or they go to school and now your video doesn't get any views, right? But if you're doing it on a Wednesday or a Friday or a Saturday at like noon when everybody's on YouTube and you're able to have that patience, right? Now now your viewership should, I mean, it'll be better. That's the whole point. And, and on top of that, it's better to post one thing once like every week or post one video a day than it is to post 10 videos in one day and then just not be on the platform for the next three months. So be consistent, you know, show up because even if people aren't viewing your stuff, if they see your stuff pop up enough, if they see your name pop up enough, they're way more likely to click on your stuff and watch you and become a fan. And that gives you time to grow so that you can, you can actually appeal to these people a little bit more too. And I'll say tip number three on the mistakes that I've made personally, um, This one's a hard one. Honestly, uh, tip number three is I was more focused on material things than I was on experiences, right? So I was more focused on this big, bad camera that that I really wanted at the time that cost $5,000. I wanted – no, no, I think it was – I think at one point I wanted the Canon – 1DX, right? Something crazy. It's like an $8,000 camera that that Peter McKinnon uses that has 120 frames per second that weighs like 10 pounds. It's a ridiculous camera, right? And I was so focused on that that I wanted to save up $10,000 and get that rather than get $10,000 and go travel and go do gigs and get on a plane and experience things because I was like, oh, if I get that 1DX, I'm going to be the creator. I'm going to be the next Peter McKinnon. For whatever reason, that idea popped up in my mind, right? And now fast forward to a year or two later, however long it's been, uh, I don't even want that camera anymore. Uh, I don't have – it's actually not even on my mind at all, and I actually want to switch from Canon to Sony, which I'm in the process of doing, and so sometimes – you get so caught up in those material things that don't even matter to you down the road that you forget that you do need to experience things as a, to be a good photographer. If you want to be a good photographer, you want to take good portraits, you have to take a lot of portraits, right, in a lot of places. And so that, that'll be like my mistake number three was caring about caring too much about material items rather than the experiences that were going to benefit me and my business in the long run. That's awesome, man. Um, I can honestly say the same thing about me because as a business owner and if I'm outsourcing for uh, photography or videography, my mistake sometimes was asking what kind of equipment they had and I would overlook the people that had the nicest equipment like a Sony A7 III or a Canon 1DX and I would choose them over somebody that's traveled for five years and 
uses a Canon 70D or um, 80D or M50, they've got more experience but less equipment. And I would prefer that over somebody that has nicer equipment but less experience. Um, so that was a huge mistake on my end at some points in my career. Um, but meeting the people with the actual experience and knowledge and talent is much more valuable to anybody that has the equipment but less experience. So I will say this again, it goes back to not putting yourself in a trap of the equipment. Um, it's a lot better. Just like, uh, what was it? I think it's Lost LeBlanc on YouTube. He talked about, I, I recently went, came out of his stuff and he started off, uh, he was in a, an accounting firm actually. And he quit. He got a GoPro and went to Southeast Asia and stayed in, you know, I think he had $2,500 in the bank and he stayed in, you know, hotels or whatever out there for like 15 to $50 a night. And now he's worked up to the point where he's gotten like an actual cinema camera from Canon that's like $20,000 camera or something ridiculous, right? With all these great lenses and all this great gear. And so now he's at a point where he, ha he has all that gear, right? But he also has like five or six or ten or however many years of traveling under his belt and experience. And he's worked with Canon and DJI and all these other great brands because he put the experience before the gear. And like I said, if you're the best at something, money will come. So he worked up to be one of the best in his craft, in his niche, and everything that he does, and those brands started coming. Those experiences really paid dividends in the end, rather than investing into a really big camera at one point and then just trying to stay afloat. Everything starts small. Everything. And now he actually runs a seven-figure agency, has employees, and now pretty much just runs his own company and makes a living off of it. So if any of you think that creating is like a far out uh, thought or a far out possibility for you, start exactly where you are. And if you have fear, take that completely away. If you're fearful about something, that's negative and, well, that's negative energy flowing out of your life. So more negative things are going to come. So first things first is actually believe in yourself and what you are actually doing and create every single day and keep on going. Fear results in hesitation. And as creators, we don't have time to hesitate or we miss that shot or we... <laughs> yeah, we just missed a shot, right? We'll just go with that. And I will say this. A marathon, right? 26 miles, that race starts with a single step. And so that that's, that's what we're going to finish up with. If you're listening up to this point, I do want to say thank you so much. I truly appreciate you. And, I mean, hey, I, I, we're just out here trying to help some people. We're out here, you know, living our journey, trying to help you through your journey. And, you know, like I said, I really appreciate you. And so th this podcast ran a little longer than I usually try to go, but I think there was a lot of value here. And uh, I'll see you guys on the next episode of the podcast. Hey, Colin, thanks for being on this. Uh, how'd you like being a co-host? Thank you, man. I absolutely loved it, and I'm I'm always going to come back. <laughs> I'm super excited. We're
that's it for today's podcast. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you.